You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of The Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show in downtown Batuta, recording live from Baxter Boots Studios. Today we are joined by, I guess you'd describe him as a slashy actor, dancer, hmm. comedian, and former 104 game great for the Western Tigers. Yeah. I got your numbers right? Yeah. 22 for the Sharks. That's right. Mm. Can't forget the shark, can you? Can't forget the sharkies, mate. Thanks for joining us, Bo Ryan. How's things going, mate? You're um, right now. Yeah, you you yeah. you you you're developing um, into a, into a whole new field now. You've you, you've become talent. Yeah. Well, I'm still not talented. It's different, man. I'm um, busy, but I've always been busy. Like from footy, when I I used to live in the Gong when I couldn't afford to live in Sydney. I was at the Tigers and. Drive up and then train all day. We had long days and then drive back and then obviously earn me stripes and earn enough money to live there. And So you commuted? From Wollongong, yeah. From Albion Park. Park. I lived with mum and dad and then I moved out with my wife to Windang. We just we progressively just got closer to Sydney. Yeah. And then um, we obviously could never afford Cronulla. Yeah. Now we can, so life's good. Yeah, good. But um, yeah, man, a different world. When I played footy, it's funny. Like You're from, from Albion Park or I'm from Everyone Loves Footy. Mm-hmm. My missus from Queensland, Everyone Loves Footy. Cronulla, everything's footy. But when you step out of, of that area or step into nine or ten, I mean, no one cares. Mm. But I yeah. thought everyone cared about everything. Like, yeah. we'd, we'd win a game and you walk around down, whether it's Cronulla Mall or Concord, Burwood Road, you think you're the man and then you'd hide. Yeah. If you lost, you wouldn't show your face. You know, yeah. all my Lebo mates would be into me. <laughs> but um, you just really realise now footy is – it's given me everything, man, but it's just a piss in the ocean, really. So you're from the – Illawarra, but somehow you managed to uh, avoid a lifetime of pain at the Dragons and, yeah. and at the Steelers. Yeah. So um, yeah. how'd you end up at the Tigers? Well, mate, I wasn't. To be honest, I wasn't good enough to make the Dragons. I was behind, I was playing centre at the time. <laughs> Is that behind. Wayne era? Wayne era Dragons. Nah, this was before. This was um, Nathan Brown. Yeah. yeah. And he loved the big, strong guys. Uh, a yeah. lot of Islanders love the big size for outside backs. And I was a smaller guy. Obviously, still am. And behind Matty Cooper and Gazzy, I wanted to play centre. And then I was with Steve Price, who's coaching Warrington now, playing reserve grade. And I said, man, I just want – look, I've got mates in Albion Park. I still go down Albion Park Pub and Warilla Pub, and I'll see them. And they'll – Back down home. Back down home. And they're still – they're talented guys, bro. I played with guys that were better than any of the guys. We, You know, we had Brett Stewart and Ashton Sims, all these guys that were freaks. I've got guys who were better, as good, if not better than them, that never played, but they're still sitting in the same spot. Mm. Saying I was better than him. I smashed him that yeah. day, and I just didn't want to be one of those guys. What do, what yeah. do you reckon it is? Because every, every footballer you ever meet says – I wasn't the best from where I came from. Nah. Oh, attitude, man. And, yeah. and mate, upbringing's got a lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, I've got mates that, oh, bro, I've got some seri- mates who are seriously good footy players. And I watch them go down and watch them play second grade now. They're not even the best player in their second grade team. But yeah. they get, they'll, they'll be a glimpse. They'll do a chip and chase or a big hit. And they'll see them after the end. Like I told you, you know, I still got it. But, <laughs> and I'll say to them, you're definitely better than me. You always, you always were and you always will be. But a lot of them don't like the system. Yeah. And I love the system, the routine. I was never good enough, and by going to the Tigers, you sort of I had to prove myself. And under Sheen's, um, yeah, and under Sheen's, he was like he was big on fitness and health and professionalism. And I used to get to training early and leave late. And he promised me a game, yeah. and I was playing shit house in reserve grade, but he promised me. And then I played a few good games in there. Wingers played a poorly, and he said, "Can you play wing?" I said, "Of course I can play wing." Never played wing in my life. Went out in first grade, was a bit hot and cold, made a few errors, nearly scored a try. And then stayed in first grade for the rest of it. Really? Yeah. 
So as a winger, as a winger, and never played. <laughs> and then I went back to fullback for a bit and ended up playing in the centres quite a bit in my last year at the Tigers. But felt more comfortable on the wing because the wing, the longer the game went, the better I was. Yeah. Mm. Especially when Manu and they get tired, the mm. big guys, the Islanders, they were getting tired. Yeah. But now, bro, I, there's no way I can take them on. The fitness regime's changed even since then? Yeah, but the, the, the way the game, it's more explosive now. Like, I, I used to think when I first retired, I was a bit depressed. I thought I could still play. But then I watched Valentine Holmes and Fafita and these guys <laughs> develop. And the, the game was more explosive. Yeah. And that's why I talk to people, Matty Johns and other guys, that want to get the interchange down. And I'm big yeah. on that because it helps guys like me. Yeah. It helps the smaller guys. A lot of the young kids now, a lot of young Aussie kids now are getting phased out of the game. Yeah. But bring the interchange back, man. It'll bring everyone back to reality. Yeah. You can only have two big guys if you've got that. You yeah. can't have two, four big guys on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Evens it up. Well, 2017, I think it was Origin 2017, where the game was it had visibly changed. They, they, they kind of slowed down on the penalties. Yeah. Fafita was just burning for the Blues. Yeah. Remember that? Bro, Fafita looks like when I play against my son. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, that's how it looked. He, my yeah. son's nearly two. Yeah. Just over two, sorry. <laughs> and Fafita was just... Bro, Andrew Fafita is a freak. And there's not many guys like him that even if the interchange was none, yeah, yeah, he would still because he can play 80 minutes yeah. and he's a big mobile guy. But if you watch him, he doesn't get on the ground much because he's so strong. Yeah. Guys like that, I love. Not yeah. the big, strong, muscly guys that are just got there from weights and that. Guys like Andrew Fafita are footy players, and yeah. I love footy players, man. Yeah, that yarn we heard how he lost all his weight in the off season. Did you mm. hear that? Took the exercise bike into the Bikram Yoga Studios for two hours a day. Bro, I'll tell you a story about <laughs> I tell you I tell you a story about Andrew Fafita. So I was at the Tigers. And uh, I love the West Tigers, man. Um, just got put out as a life member there. Don't know how I did, but I still claim it. Thanks, Barry. Thank you. Thanks, Barry and Justin Pascoe. Good people. But all my, my heart's there, man. West, Leichhardt Oval Campbelltown and Campbelltown Stadium, 10 out of 10. Best place to play footy. We had a really tight-knit group, and people were knocking back big money. I mean, Benji left and then come back. Yeah. People were knocking back serious, serious money. Robbie Farrow knocked back a serious offer to go. He was getting offered a million bucks when no one was getting 800 to go to England. And we just had a real tight team. And then we, who's a super professional guy and a guy I love playing with, Adam Blair, was signed. And he was signed on 600 when no one was getting 600. Yeah. No one was getting 400. And it shook our team. And we lost Fafita and Gibbs. And Gibbs was, Gibbs, Bryce Gibbs is the funniest person I know. Can't speak properly, but super funny. Like Him, a lot of, like a like lot a of, lot of rugby league characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he left with Andrew Fafita. Sharks wanted Fafita. Mm. And they took Gibbs as a package. Gibbs nearly got player of the year. And that's when it went downhill for the club, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Then me and Hino left. That that was, I mean, we played semis 2011, nearly won it. Should have won it in 2010. But it's just, the rest is history. Yeah. You lose the heart of a team or guys that have sacrificed so much. Like you saw with the Bulldogs with Joshy Reynolds. If you lose people that, bring other people like I get to train and I look and you see Benji now he's on 200 grand less than 200 I read the other day mm. but he wants to be there Yeah, it makes you want to be there yeah. well that's and, what the, the manly boys always talk about that yeah. what most says they all they all knock back money to just to keep it together and obviously Cherry Evans has yeah. family but I'm not I'm not begrudging the person that gets the money yeah, I'm yeah, begrudging yeah. the club for ripping that apart for no reason yeah yeah for sure I saw Brett Stewart on the weekend I was at a Bucks party in Wollongong luckily I was driving or we'd still be going yeah yeah um, I think <laughs> they are still going four days Bucks later Bucks party in Wollongong but we, we were down there Prince and um, go-kart, we went go-karting, which yeah. was code, obviously. <laughs> but he's a guy, man. I grew up with that guy, most talented footy player I've played with. Him and Benji, different reasons. But Brett, Brett knocked back, bro. Brett, Brett was getting money when we were 19. Yeah. That, like, CEOs were not getting that. Yeah. But he was knocking back. He was getting 300 when no one was getting 100. Snake. And then he was knocking back 600, 700. So I saw what happened to that club. I hate playing Manly. Yeah. 
They were so good, but they kept that team together. And then they all left for different reasons. Chalk left, Glenn Stewart. It, it ripped the team apart. But, bro. Chalk left to go um, well, yeah. ride out his injury elsewhere. Yeah, but you know what? He, he left, but good on him, man. Like, he deserves yeah. that money. He, him in, in 2000 and like 9, 10, 11, bro, he was best yeah. forward in the world. Yeah. Yeah, Still yeah. one of the best players I've ever played. And that team was built on sacrificing money to stick together. And when that happens, I know it, it doesn't happen anymore because you got family and stuff like yeah. that. I've got little kids. I'd leave. I'm like, you know, yeah. I, le- I left. Yeah. But it's not gonna, th- those days are over, man. Footy's changed. So Dude. how are the Roosters doing it then? Because, you know, that's... The Roosters because, are clever. The Roosters. Because they're the people who are doing it now. They've got, you know, the biggest names mm. in the sport. In one team, well, I, I honestly don't reckon they're cheating. I look at their team, and you got Zane Ted- Tedavano, Sikiaho, um, Daniel Tupo, guys like that who were fringe first graders, mm. right? Yeah. Who are now all getting probably three, three fifty each. That are in a superstar team and are playing really good, and everyone wants them for six hundred. That doesn't mean that they're not worth six hundred. They're just playing better with the players around them. Daniel Tupo is one of the most gifted wingers in the comp. They've got all their guys that they've got on minimum wage are playing really good. And that's why I reckon they're the difference. They're, they're going to lose Cronk and then... So, I don't know how they lose a million but and spend two million. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the one I don't get. They're not run by ex-league players. Well, they're not ran by ex-league <laughs> players and there's not many... There's no, If something happens to the Roosters board, yeah. it doesn't. you don't hear about it. Yeah. Watertight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you sure. know, we Burris, bro. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no one knows how to keep secrets except the Roosters, right? That's, that's, isn't well, that the you same? know what? The Bulldogs are pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we all know it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. So you might think you don't have time to read a book. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just couldn't be fucked. I don't blame you. That's where Blinkist comes in. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen. I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson the other day, Clancy, and now I'm sleeping in my car after telling the same thing to my landlord. So I highly recommend you check him out. There's obviously much better titles on there. Yes, I read The Making of Donald Trump, and as of late, I've made great friends with a lot of Russian diplomats. Yeah, it's almost like it's impossible for me to ever face any form of accountability. It was a great read, and I was able to read it in a short 15-minute summary. Right now, just for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Batuta to get 25% off of your Blinkist Premium Year membership. That's Blinkist. Spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Batuta to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial right now. Now, can you tell us a little bit about that culture that, that can exist? Sounds like you had a bit of it at Wests, and they definitely had a bit of it at Manly, mm. and probably back in the day, Broncos. Well, we brought it to Cronulla as well. Yeah, We, yeah. we brought it when the Tiger Sharks. I mean, Gibbs and Fafita, really close mates of mine. We had it then, the and then we obviously Chris Onnington, who's my best mate, we went there, and we had a culture there when we had nothing, mate. The facilities were shit. Mm. You said Stephen Dank. We did, well, I'd miss Dank. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking got nothing. <laughs> I'm even getting juice. I got no premiership in 05 at the Tigers. I missed the 2006, and I didn't get the peptides. Look, I've missed everything. So I love the Sharks. Yeah. And we built, we come there and, and helped. Flutter had a vision. And then when he finally got some money back around him, they built that club ridiculously well. And I spoke to Jack Bird closely when I retired to get him to the club, help mm-hmm. him. Then Val Holmes was coming through, Ricky Latelli, and it just all clicked. That yeah, club deserved yeah. a premiership. They got Benny Barber for nothing. It's a wonderful club, bro. But very rarely... Is that going to happen again where people play for unders and stick together yeah, for the for sure. right reasons? Uh, when we interviewed Willie and, and, and Rennie in here uh, a while back and they were saying money wasn't didn't really come to the conversation. 2004 mm. was a bit different. But yeah. they said in that culture, that tight-knit culture, there's a bit of a siege mentality as well 
where it they honestly believe, and I'd believe them because they were the dogs of war. Hmm. If you you work hard, you play hard. It, it just goes hand in hand in, in that kind of in culture yeah. where everyone's you know not getting paid as much and they're all mm. sticking together. Is that a part of the culture? The, the bonding. Hundred yeah. percent. We. Um, I'm not a big drinker, mm. but um, I go, I like to hang out with the boys and go out and and, and mm. carry on and that and hang around everyone. Now it's different. I've got little kids that don't go out because I get put in headlocks by blokes with white sunnies on. <laughs> um, but I lo- I loved it, man. And that's all part of it. You look at the success that clubs like Melbourne have and. And yeah. Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy, you, it is they don't drink both those guys, mm. but it is it is compulsory to go and have a drink for the team. Mm. I hated playing the Dogs. Mm. The Dogs were probably the Broncos were probably the originals, mm. and playing with guys like when Dell was in Wollongong, I'm really close with him. He was big on it. Lottie Takiri brought it. I mean, it's harder now because you get kids get carried away, the younger guys, and you get in trouble, which is yeah. all part of it. I've been in trouble, still get in trouble. Mm. And the camera phones, but the too camera now, phones, yeah. bro. Some of the shit we were doing in 2006, seven, eight, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, That's what. It, it, Everyone's in says, trouble. Every, like, like we used to get had, on the phone. Like, we, we used to get on a boat. All my mates, we got. I got married on the boat. We have the Mad Mondays on the boat. Boxes on the boat on the harbour boat. We get on the boat. We put our boxes, our phones in the box. Mm-hmm. We yeah. lock the box. We put it on the side, and then we go and there. We have fun. Those days are gone, man. Yeah. Everyone wants to let their friends know where they're doing. Their missus, Instagram. Everyone yeah. know what they're doing. Sixty person group chat. Sixty person group chat. <laughs> yeah. And like, man, if you're there and you're doing heroin, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do heroin anymore, man. Yeah. On the boat. It's, it's, it's the culture's changed, really. Yeah, you know? I know. But, you know, Errol's right. From Cliffy Lyons, every bloke we've interviewed, E.T., everyone said, like, we'd be fucking done. We'd be done. We'd be shafted in a minute if we- And you know what, bro? Like, even Pocock said that. Yeah, Yeah, never heard of her. Um, (laughs) We- we had fun, man, and it was all part of it. And mm. I look at the Tigers now, I love that club, but it's a bit, you know, obviously it's struggling. But Benji and Robbie and guys like that are rebuilding all that. Because mm-hmm. if you're a young guy, like, I did host a gal's luncheon the other day, and Gal does this thing called a four in five. He released a book, and I'm allowed to say this because he brought it out yesterday, and there's a whole chapter on me. I'm selling books for him. <laughs> he does this thing called a four in five, which he started it. Four, you got to run four laps in five minutes. That's what the footy clubs do, but he does a four in five, four bourbons, five minutes. <laughs> And we all started doing the four and five. I don't know if you've ever had 16 bourbons in 20 minutes, but you can't move. Sounds like you'd bloat yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, well, next thing, it's if things goes next, go next level pretty quick. But what we used to do, we used to go to someone's house way, or yeah. we used to go to somewhere and lock it down or a mm. boat. Now it's harder to do that. but And the game's changed, man. Like I don't think you can drink after a game. Yeah. Honestly, don't. Because yeah. the way you watch a game, bro, the, every collision, there's two or three guys seriously injured each game. And... I know back then it was a bit slower for us. I, yeah. I, I believe footy in like 03, 04, 05 was the element. Yeah. When you got Joey Johns near the end of their career, Willie and that, the dogs of war, Sonny Bill coming in, that was, in my opinion- The rise of the that, Islanders. That, that, was, yeah. the, that yeah. was because the Islanders were coming in and whacking people, but they were conditioned. Yeah. And I still reckon the ball was shaped differently. Yeah. It just, footy was tougher. The jerseys were big. I just, I love that footy. I watch old games in 02, 03, yeah. 04. But in, in my opinion- I think that's the best footy ever. Yeah, yeah. It certainly seems like now, but when you go back and watch the old games, that it's the game's a bit more fluid, and everyone can play footy. It everyone moves around a lot play, more. Bro, the ball is in the air. The everyone can pass and offload. Now it's you know run, run. Get yeah, now it's just third man in wrestling. Just big impacts. Yeah, and it's yeah. just start and stop, start and stop. And it's hard for you to get your kid to play. Like my son is going to play naturally. I want him to do dancing. I yeah. want him to be a gymnast. Whatever. Right. Yeah. I see him now naturally pick up a ball. He's only two and a bit, and he's spinning it in his hand. So he's naturally going to do it. But it's a tougher game than when I was six, yeah, sure. seven. You know, it was easier then. Yeah. Now it's hard, man. The kids are bigger. Well, when you were a kid, and, and probably when you first started playing professionally, 
the game looked a lot like Wollongong, didn't yeah, it? And yeah. And now, like, now it looks a lot more like Western Sydney. Yeah. Are you, Which, Le- are you Lebanese, by the way? No, nah, all my mates are Lebo. So when I live with <laughs> Robbie Farah, and I, I can use the word, I, I tell people, I did a podcast yesterday for the telly, and I said, oh, you know, Lebo. And they go, oh, you can't say that. I said, yeah. I can say it because I'm Lebo. And so they all just shut up. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. no one really knows. So yeah. everyone's offended, but yeah. they don't know if they're offended. Yeah, yeah. So all my mates are Lebo. I'm, uh, my mum and dad are from Western Sydney. All my cousins and that are, live out there. I'm out there two days a week, obviously either filming or, or that scene or catching up with my mates. I love them so much, man. Like the culture. I'm, I'm obviously from Wollongong, and now I live in Cronulla, the whitest place on the planet. Have you ever emceed a Lebanese wedding? Uh, about 20. <laughs> Good money. Yeah. A lot of it's cash, too. Yeah. Um, but big. You know, when you've got six, 800 people, I just love the culture. There's, they do, I think, called a Leilea the night before a wedding, which is as big as my wedding, and where they give away the bride. And it's just fantastic. The food's good. It's drums. just a celebration. Yeah. The drums, and like the drums, man. If you haven't been to a Lebo, Lebo wedding, you haven't lived. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been there? Lebanon? Yeah. Nah, it was a funny story. My mate is actually over there now. He's in Dubai, and uh-huh. I was meant to go now. The, depending on when the race was going to air, amazing race. But Beirut now is in turmoil. Obviously, yeah, some money's been moved yeah. around and some dodgy shit going on, but... I was meant to be going now in November, but it looks like I'll probably be going in February. So never been there. Back to the unofficial. Back to the homeland. Yeah, homeland. Yeah, yeah. And back you to were, my village. You were you were a hit with the um, Lebanese community with your characters and your song you did. Mm. How, how was that received? They they really good man. Do, do they do they claim you? They do. And the, the important thing about the song, we I, I want to make this clear: the song I designed for fifteen to twenty year olds because they spend money, and it yeah. hit three to eight year olds <laughs> who have got no money. Well, they get a dollar a year for their team. Yeah. But a kid, a guy stopped me at the gym this morning, and his son watched the video of the song that I did, and I got the characters in there. I had a Kiwi character and a, a Middle Eastern guy. I don't say Lebanon; sometimes he's from Egypt. Depends what's going on over there with the turmoil. <laughs> sometimes Syria, um, <laughs> Turkey, not so much. But I, I just love it, man. Mm. Um, all my mates, like I used to dress, how it started, I used to dress up as a, a character and a DJ at a party, mm. his party in the city, and come there and they're all Lebos and we used to dance and that. And then I started saying, yeah, yella, yella, and then DJ yella. Mm. And then I did it on the footy show and then it just evolved. One time at the footy show, um, out the back, Hazamel Masri actually pulled up the EP of the show and said, look, I'm offended. Oh, really? Yeah, and I said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no difference. I'm still doing it because all my Lebo mates aren't offended and yeah. uh, get used to it. Hasm, uh, yeah. Well, Hasm, Hasm was, he's a good guy. He's, Hasm, a, he's, yeah. he's a good boy. He is. A, Hasm's a, a wonderful guy and it was hard because I grew up supporting the doggies. Yeah, yeah. But um, we did. You know what? It was probably that was probably the beginning of the end for DJ Yellow. We probably eased up. <laughs> yeah. he, he comes out. The he, Godfather. Yeah. Refused. The, the King to, of uh, Kings. But yeah. he, he comes out like I saw Hasm not long ago, and he um, I still look at Hasm as in like I'm a bit starstruck with those old doggies guys. Yeah. Terry yeah. Lamb is my the King of Kings. Mm. But then you, even you guys like Willie, and Sonny and Rennie, guys that I grew up worshipping, I still get a bit funny around those mm. guys. And I talk to any guys like it doesn't matter if you're Benji or Sean Johnson, the guys that just came before you. You're a bit in awe of. Yeah. Piercy does it with Joey. Like everyone's, even Billy Slater around Lockie. I yeah. see him. Like I did a thing on Friday and JT oh, was there. Ponga with Thurston's the one. Ponga now. with Thurston. Like <laughs> yeah. I did a thing with Gal, with Gal for his testimonial. And, and we got Lockie and JT to pop in on the way to the test. And we're telling stories about Mad Mondays and they're talking about Berlin and that. And obviously, I didn't play Origin because of politics and all that bullshit. <laughs> but, but the way Thurston looks at Lockyer mm. and the way. Cameron Smith look at Lockyer and then Lockyer looks at Wally. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they look at him like they're, they're not real. Yeah. Like, I look at Lockyer like he's the best player I've ever played against. Yeah. I can't, like, it's Darren Lockyer. And Thurston's looking at him like that. And Thurston's the king of kings. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there's only about five years between these blokes. Five years. And, 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 and <laughs> Darren Lockyer, the funny thing about Darren Lockyer is he told a good story. He said, 
he said, "Who they said, who's the best player you've ever played with or against?" And he said, "For some reason, always the people that just were before you. So five yeah. years before you. So you might have seen Bob Fulton or Artie Beetson, but the guys that just went before you, yeah. everyone idolizes. And if you look back at history, all the great players idolize guys five, ten years before them." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who would have you had at the Tigers? Oh, at the Tigers, well, the Tigers were a fresh club. So yeah. I was more, like I said, into the dogs and that. But I looked at the, when I grew up in Wollongong, at the Dragons guys, you know, yeah. Riles and Gazney and Trent Barrett. Yeah. But I still see Trent Barrett washing his car. Like, have you seen his fucking body? Mm, he's a ring. Yeah. Bro, he's always got Adam like, Lance. you know, like a fireman catalogue? Yeah. He's always got a bit of dirt on his face yeah, and yeah. a little bit of like grease. Yeah. Like, he's always fucking <laughs> he's, working. Yeah, the, he gets the, the rugby league mums going. I and know my wife doesn't very... think anyone's hot, right? Yeah. Which is very dodgy. <laughs> and she goes, we're walking. And we live. We got a place in Warilla, and my family's down there. And we're walking there not long ago, and he's coming out of the water. I said, "Look at this bloke!" And he just throws his hair back like a like a catalogue, <laughs> right? Like a like a photo shoot. And what a man! What a man! The bro, and it's Barrett. Yeah. And he's looking ten out of ten so all can, the time. You can any yeah. It's like salt and peppers playing in the background. Salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. No, no, genuine <laughs> pony. And then he comes up and pashes my missus. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us a bit about that transition into. Um, Fully fledged entertainer. Yeah. Um, well, like, how did you get your start on footy show. the footy show? Because you were still playing. Yeah. You know, you had to do your training. Yeah. You had to play. Mm. You had to go and do all your club shit. Yeah. And then you had to go and do your TV work. Did you tread the boards as a kid? Yeah. Did you have any kind of thespian performer in you before? Oh, I I talked to me mum and dad, and I always liked to show off and carry on. Yeah. I wish now, and I stand by this comment that I did drama when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I've done theatre and some and some stuff in the presenting. But people's biggest fear in life, especially in this country, is talking in front of people. And we can talk all day, but you stand in front of four, five hundred people, mm. and it's a different story. And a lot of footy players think they can do it, even when that red button comes on. And bro, it's game over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some funny stories that come to mind, and some vision that I remember. But I got a taste of it in 2009. I got a call from Gary Burns, the boss of Nine at the time, the Footy Show, and he said, "Come out." So I went and met him with my manager, and he's sitting there with James Rochford, and um, who's now King of Kings. He doesn't answer me calls anymore, but we're still good. And I went with Hino, and we sit there, and Gary Burns goes, you heard you're pretty funny. I said, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, I guess so. And he goes, we'll say something funny. And then I'm thinking, he goes, all right, you got the job. Tomorrow, go out and film a segment. It was just when the Matty Johns had all the hate going on with him in 2009. Mm-hmm. So they had a void to fill. Yeah. Firstly, I said, I'm not Matty Johns. I love him to death. I grew up so, like worshipping him. Yeah. And they asked said, me to follow funny. Red Reagan. Yeah, I said, yeah. but Red Reagan had, had sort of just – Finished, so it was it was tough. So yeah. I just said I'd be me. We went out and did some vox pops in the street in Balmain. Then it was one day a week, and my days off. I was living in Wollongong, man. My days off, the boys would go surf and play golf. I hate both of those things. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to the cafe, and I'd just go and film. And sometimes we'd use it, sometimes we wouldn't. Sometimes I'd just go and watch some stuff at Channel Nine, and Rochford. I'd go over, and Rochford would write, and I'd watch him write and watch him work, and the rest is history, man. And got got an opportunity, and. And, and just loved it, man. I knew when the camera went on that that was me. Mm. I just, it's like a drug, man, and I just wanted more of it. And the live audience is a different aspect. You can talk in front of the camera or vice versa. Or, but once I got the live audience, and I'd done some stuff at the start of you with Channel 10, and um, the rest is history, man. So when that started to gain a bit of traction, how was that received at the Tigers? Like, were they like, um, oh, that's are you uh Show nah, pony. <laughs> nah, what happened is, so the boys were really Hollywood. good. The culture, at the, dra- <laughs> the culture at the Dragons was a bit different. I, I was on the out of there anyway, and I didn't really know the guys. I just knew Matty Cooper I was tight with and Trent Barrett. Matty Cooper was one of my best mates. Grew up with him, his brothers, and he, he was supporting me. 
but it wasn't good to put yourself out there. Back in those days for the NRL, mm. Matty Johns could do it, it was funny. Mm. At the Tigers, Benji said, mate, you're funny, go and do it. Robbie said, go yeah. and do it. So I shot a segment. I actually shot a couple. And I remember I was having, having coffee once and um, Sheen's walked into the cafe. He said, oh, <laughs> how you going? I said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, oh, I sort of tried to get out of there, beeline out of there. He grabbed me, he goes, mate, I've been seeing you on TV a bit. What's going on there? I said, nah, just whatever, just doing, doing a bit of TV. He goes, listen, and we'll play in the Roosters the next day. He said, we've got a game tomorrow. I need you focused. If you play shit, you're never doing it ever again. <laughs> so that rocks me. <laughs> so we were playing the Roosters at the time. Luckily, the Roosters weren't in hot form that year. And all I wanted to do, I don't know if you guys have ever played a game, but just not play shit. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, don't play shit, don't play shit, don't play shit. Luckily, the game was in the balance and the ball went my way at the end of the game. I scored two tries, didn't have to do anything, but played okay. And Sheen's come up to me after the game and said, you got the green light. But that would have changed my entire life. Yeah, for sure. If yeah. I went out there and had a shocker, I wouldn't have ever done TV ever yeah. again. You'd be but, doing corpies at car dealerships for the Oh, rest bro, of I'd be doing selling face creams and walking around being a Mormon. I'd probably go Mormon, you know what I mean? Or sell those things that Will Smith sells on Pursuit of Happiness, you know, those big machines. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's an interesting um, kind of career move, and everyone was watching it happen. Yeah, There's yeah. more and more, and yeah. a little more and more, and then get him on, put well, him on what, the panel. Well, what happened was there was a void, and I was being myself. Where it started getting, I mean, I get good feedback, I get bad feedback because mm. it's rugby league. The thing about rugby league, man, which I love, is it's a great culture and it's great people, and they're solid. Mm. You see, if someone loses, you know, a partner or Matty Callender, the stuff that happened, or yeah. Mark Hughes, we we band together, bro. Yeah. Someone going through a divorce. Or we reach out. Everyone yeah. sticks solid. You know, whether it's someone at a club or a kid, rugby league players are blue-collar people. Yeah. And yeah. they're wonderful people. You but see that with Mundane, rocking Mundane, up at funerals. Bro, Anthony, and, yeah. Anthony Mundane, bro. Yeah. Anthony Mundane. I love that bloke as much as I love anyone. Now, I met him through Matty Cooper, and he cops a lot of shit. You talk to anyone who knows Anthony Mundane, he'll give you the shirt off his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would give, if he was here now and he he, he had a coffee or any food and you wanted it, he'd just give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Any money, if he had five bucks left in his wallet, he'd give it to you. And Might be why he's still fighting. Might be why, why he's still fighting. Well, he's got yeah, <laughs> a few reasons. But same as Sonny Bill, yeah. guys like that. I just like I love it, and people yeah. people knock footy players. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of I saw something you guys did the other day. It's going to be a brutal preseason. It is, yeah. and we're all going to wear it, and I still wear it. Mm -hmm. I'm at Kiss doing radio the other day. People go, oh, "You're that footy player, Jeezy. You must be proud of footy guys going." I said, "Well, it's got nothing to do with me, but yeah. but fuck, yeah, but, yeah, but I am proud. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. But that's that's life, man. Yeah. And you know what? It's not going to turn me off watching it. Yeah. It's not going to turn me off supporting it or making my son play. Yeah. It makes it hard. But rugby league people, the good thing about the fans, they're they're brutal, right? Yeah. I copped it. I might give it to Burgess on the footy yeah. show, Soward, Sunnyville. I'll cop it. But everyone's got short memories. Yeah. The good thing about rugby league, you can go out there and yeah, and support someone. You never get that Adam Goods thing in rugby league. Nah, no, that, just, that shit's not going to happen in rugby yeah. league. Yeah. Rugby league, I mean, JT told a funny story. He hated playing at Shark Park. I hated playing in Townsville. Ball was wet, always played shit. Mm. But you would cop it. You would cop it. Manly, I would cop it. Yeah. South Sydney fans were psycho. Raiders fans. But after the game, you walk past it, and it's just a nod to each other. It's yeah. a mutual respect. You're, you're the warrior out there in the middle of the Coliseum. You go into town on each other. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, man. I talk to guys who watch footy now, and they're like, oh, man, I don't know how they play. And some of my mates hate people. Yeah. I've introduced them to them, and they're now their best mates. Yeah, and they might be playing for us next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... No comment. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about your your role now. You, yeah, you, you can't. So you're, you're happiest I've been, man. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's non footy related. It's Is this non footy the first related. Time? And um, David Gingell is a guy. He's like me, me mentor mm -hmm. and me manager, Wayne Beavers. I just decided to step away from footy. Channel Nine, I loved it, but the show wasn't going where I wanted to go. And I wanted to do more entertainment stuff. And 
there was no opportunities at nine, so I, I took the um, an offer at a ten, and they let mm-hmm. me go, which was great. I still had a year left to run, which I haven't told anyone, which mm-hmm. they let me get out of. Mm-hmm. And it Breaking. was one, and it was wonderful, man. I, I stepped in. We did a show at the start of the year. Didn't rate, but I learned so much. Four hundred live audience that knew nothing about footy, and I had to prove myself again. Mm-hmm. That's why I like radio. No one knows anything about me, and I feel like I got to prove myself. I was shit myself when I got offered the the, the gig at Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. I knew it was me, and I knew I could do it. Ten years ago, no. Five years ago, two years ago, probably a year ago, no. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it, man. I loved it. I travelled the world, met some good people, and I feel I'm, I'm quite polished now at presenting. I feel like I can handle it, um, which I've always maybe had doubts. But once you've done live audience and theatre and musicals and all that shit, it builds just builds so much confidence. Mm-hmm. And I can talk in front of anyone now, and I feel I feel confident. I feel I'm really proud of what we've put to air, bro. And I've never been happier. In terms of like uh, sportsmen on the TV, Channel Ten, you know they're few and far between. That's right. It'd just be you and uh, and Matthew Burke. That's right. And well, Matty Burke is, and there's a difference, man. Like Matty Burke, who is a god. Mm. Like I wasn't that good at footy. Mm. I tell people that, but I work my ass off. And and he's got oh, such a good hairline for oh, his age, doesn't yeah, he? Matty Burke's fantastic. <laughs> but Matty Burke reads the news, bro. That is hard. Yeah. Like I can go and do anything, but I yeah. cannot be serious for that long. I'd ad lib the news and say something stupid. Yeah. Like I'd be really inappropriate yeah, yeah, and then I'd start. be in jail. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'd just start ad libbing something that happened in Western Sydney. That's probably true. Yeah. But I, oh. I I got respect for him and I love the fact that people step outside their comfort zone. Yeah. Like, E.T. Man, yeah. I see a t- sorry town yeah. fighter. He was the he was the trailblazer. He was the guy that started it. Matty Johns. Mm-hmm. Matt Rogers now doing it with Survivor. People who step out because you're like, hang on, you're a footy player, you're not meant to do that. It's hard. You cop all the barbs, but I've ridden the storm out, bro. I'm out yeah. the other side of it. Now, I've got a million people watched on Monday night, a million people watched The Amazing Race when yeah. they added all the numbers up. 2% of them were rugby league fans, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Do, do, you reckon, do you reckon there's a lot of talent that goes missing in the rugby league? Do you reckon? Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. earliest memories for a lot of us of rugby league when it became uh, NRL and when it, you know after the wars was Wendell. You know, mm. everyone remember Wendell, Goldtooth, mm. Porsche. Yeah, yes. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Joey he, Johns was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Warnie. These guys were just these cult figures, but there's a difference between being a, a, a like a an icon yeah, and, and a being a performer. Yeah. I, like I said, I've known guys like Wendell Sailors, bro. The guy's talent. Mm. The guy's talent. I nearly did mask singer as the Rhino. Yeah. And uh, he went out there, and I was super proud of him, yeah. and he killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard yeah. because you put yourself out there. The first thing, not only in rugby league, but in this country, everyone wants to bring you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's too slow. He's shit. He's not good enough. They look at you, and they 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 live through themselves through you. They look at uh, the, you know they. They just rip you apart on how you look or what you're doing, and that's not normal. And that's not what rugby league players are meant to do. I did a theatre the other year, and um, Joel Kane's kids come up to me, and I, I get proud of stuff I've done. And I did some, I did a musical, and I was doing Greece, and I was nervous. Eight thousand people there, and it was a musical, which is on the beat, and it was psycho. I got on a bus heading out singing? there, singing. Oh, I was more emceeing. I yeah. was Vince Fontaine. Yeah, but you can't miss the beat. And yeah. I thought I was Ricky Martin with the hips and all that, and the Latino look. Yeah. And I got carried away, but you can't miss the beat. So I was nervous. We went out there. I went under the home bush. It was like a game. Dressing sheds. Looked out there. 8,000 people. Exactly like a game. Oh, probably more more fans than yeah. a game. <laughs> <laughs> but I went out there. <laughs> 8,000 people. I went out there and did it. And after it, Joel Kane's son came up to me and said, oh, man, I loved it. Yeah. And he's a performer. The kid's a star. He's got two kids. One of them's a footy player. Now she's a footy player, but... And Joel Kane said, my, my son wants to do dancing and acting because of you. And that meant, that meant a lot. Yeah. Because no one was doing that when I was young. If I, I had ET doing TV, but 
no one had no no one was reeling doing in that. flatties. Yeah, <laughs> reeling in flatties yeah. and, and other stuff. And that, yeah, but all, no one no one was doing that, man. No one and no one was. It wasn't acceptable. Yeah, but now, man, I'm 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 open about you know people trying new things. I'm open about how I feel. Acting. Well, I did a movie last year with Jay Stevens, and I'd love to do more. The thing about acting, man, I thought it was much harder than it is. Mm. I mean, I played myself, mm. but. It, it acting was t- time consuming, man, and I just I don't have enough time in the day. I love me radio and TV, and yeah. the, to be honest, there's no the career for me in acting. There's no career. Yeah. It's just more of a passion project. But I'd do it. I'd do more of it. But it's just the doors are open for footy players. Mm-hmm. You just got to walk through them, man. Yeah. You got to have the balls and the support. Like if you've got a good support network, man, the sky's the limit because you bro, there's doors open left, right, and center. Sean Johnson's a seriously Benji Marshall is one of the most talented people I know. Yeah. Actor or non-actors. Video gamer. He's a gamer, but he can sing. He yeah, can dance. Right. He can perform. I remember Isaac Luke with the guitar. Isaac Luke. Yeah. Isaac Luke was fantastic. A lot of those Islander guys are good. Sean Johnson could be a star, mm-hmm. but you just got to you just got to take the plunge, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and it's, well, yeah. it's one hell of a leap, man. And you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your balls on the line. But if you say, "I want to act," or "I want to present," or "I want to dance." Bro, big ups. Or go to the Auckland Blues and uh, go to the Auckland Blues and, uh, and not play. Benji Marshall <laughs> yeah. and have a uh, and have a real up. real steep learning curve yeah, but over. But that's where it helps. Short yeah. memories, rugby league fans. Yeah. No one remembers that. Yeah. You go out, score two tries. Everyone yeah. forgets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the amount of uh, league players that kind of went to America to play NFL. Yeah. It's not just Jared Hayne. There's been about forty of them, and we don't remember. I think Willie even did it, mate. And can I make this clear? Like, I, I still believe, and I love Jared Hayne. I still believe he is the best player to ever play in our And I've had this argument. In his prime, mm-hmm. if you had to have one player who played every position, the 13 on the field, now Tal Malolo and Sonny Bill would be good, but 13 Jared Haynes in his prime would beat any player. Be like Jonah Lomu. But be like Lomu, but he can yeah. pass, he can run, he's fast. And people underestimate what he did. Mm-hmm. Valentine Holmes is a freak, mm-hmm. but he didn't touch a surface, bro. He didn't scratch anything. He is a wonderful player, yeah. but let's get real. Okay, he played some trolls, but he didn't, he, he, he wasn't going to make it. And he is a seriously talented guy. He, he'll probably get Dally M next year. Yeah. He is he is a freak. Mm. Jared Hayne went over there and made the starting roster. Yeah. He yeah. started round one. He didn't make the practice team. He made that and worked his way through as a punt return. Mm. There's 300 million people in America. 10% of them playing NFL. Yeah. Like, come on, man. That yeah. is a monumental effort yeah. for a guy that we want to bring down for going over there saying he had a dream. I can't, re- I can't wear that. Yeah, for sure. For sure, I mean, and he, you know, he ended up, and it wasn't a shit team either, bro. He was a punt return. He was he's a, he, his body shape meant he was he like, he could be a running back, yeah, uh, a receiver, but he was sort of too good for the like he was too big, and he was probably not fast enough for one of them. So put him in the put him in the special team, put him at punt return so he can play what he sees. And bro, the guy's a star. He could still be there if he wanted to, hundred percent. Mm. The bloke's a the bloke's a star. He- Probably couldn't. No, not right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> got to wait for the. Uh, yeah, we can't travel with him for. Anyway, now can you tell us a little bit though about speaking of the states? Are you still have a uh, clear line of contact with Dwayne Johnson? Not as much, but um, I do the junket stuff and probably get offered one every two months to go over an interview with him because I'm yeah. close with Paramount and Universal and Warner Brothers. Yeah. Probably, probably. Th- Three times a year or four times a year I talk to him. Mostly it's people trying to say, can you introduce me to him or they've got this charity or they've got this money yeah. or they've yeah, got this yeah, invention yeah, 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 or this yeah, yeah. cream. But um, I don't send all that shit on him. I remember one year, Joey, Joseph Parker, a good friend of mine who was boxing, and I, I sent him a message. They said, we want you, me. They go, we want me, Bo, to come to Auckland to sit ringside with, with Joe Parker and the Prime Minister of uh, Samoa. Yeah, right. I said, or the President, Prime Minister. I said, yeah, sweet. No worries, I'll be there. Our only catch is... 
can you bring the rock? <laughs> I said, well, hang on. <laughs> That's what a big bar. What about me missus? <laughs> yeah. um, so I reached out to him, bro. I said, look, man, Joey Parker, who, who are both interested, who is met, who's met the rock. And um, he said, look, bro, every, all this stuff's got to come through my office, but send me the thing. And I sent him the official letter from the, from the guy, from the prime minister from Samoa. And he went through it. He said, bro, I'll just send it to my office. That, that week, I'm filming back-to-back. -back. He was filming Fast and the Furious on one of the ones. Mm -hmm. He said, I can't get there, but I can, I can either send someone um, or just let him know I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. The thing about him is he's very, he's very smart, bro, mm -hmm. but he's fought, I think then Joey Parker was fighting an American. So he's got to be very careful who he publicly supports yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's a loud and proud Hawaiian Samoan, but at the same time, he's the face of America yeah. and Samoa. He's got a bit of Canadian there too. He's got a bit of, Canadian, got a bit of everything. Yeah, so yeah. he can't be, you know, but he was if he was available, he would have went because his background means a lot. And stuff like that, I'll talk to him or I'll, if I'm doing a movie, he'll, he'll give me an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just super hard. I mean, the platform, I don't have the nine platform now, but Channel 10, I've, I've been offered to go over and interview him for yeah. 10 and kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just too hard at the moment, bro. Yeah. Too busy. How did you prepare to interview him the first time? You know, obviously, because he's oh, like, bro, I was shitting myself. The, the I was, biggest. It was the G.I. Joe movie, and mm. we always went, we went last. And I think they read a bit of a bio before you yeah. go in. We did a junket last year for, uh, with, it was a movie in the States, and it's exhausting for everyone, even bro. the people that are in there for Who'd five you minutes. Who Feral. Oh, bro, he's a, the king of kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bro, and John C. Riley. Yeah, John yeah. C. Riley's yeah. great. Um, Will Ferrell's a genius. Yeah. I got off a plane last two years ago. We flew to LA, got off the plane at 10 o'clock, went to interview him, flew back at 6 o'clock that night, <laughs> and he gave me an hour. Yeah, yeah. But The Rock, I remember this clearly. I was there, and I took my mate Dan Hunt in, and the movie was G.I. Joe, and he knew a bit about me before, but instantly he knew my background as an athlete, mm -hmm. and he related straight to me, um, and we had 20 minutes, and then after he said, man, oh, that was great. If, if you're in the, ever in the States, let me know, and he's got his um, Bo Flynn, who is his right-hand man, who does a lot of his producing, and Hiram Garcia, just got contact details, and since then stayed in touch, and every time, and I've done, interviewed him a dozen times, flown all over the world to interview him, and it's been good. It works both ways, but bro, you got to remember, the reach, we're getting... Three, four hundred thousand people watching the footy show, and he was still doing it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. He was still doing it for us. He yeah. he requested us. Yeah. I remember seeing the most. You... Sorry, the most nervous I was actually ever been was yeah. Arnie. Yeah, right. I was shitting myself. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the he he boyhood. rocked up. He was the king, and yeah. I I rocked up, and he had a cigar. I was in the park high, and we were sitting under the thing, looking at the bridge. He's smoking a cigar, and I look. I said, "Hey, how are you?" He goes, "Good to see you." I said, "Are you good?" He goes, "I'm good. Good to see you." And um, I said, "What's going on with the cigar?" He said, "Do you want some?" I said, "Yeah, of course." So I'm, I'm like, I've grabbed his, I've started puffing his cigar. Right. My publicist comes over and goes, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> There's smoke alarms all in the park height that turned off. Yeah. I put it down. He knew my story and talked about the background of um, playing sport. Yeah. And instantly, I think sport, having a sporting background or a professional background, people can relate, man. Yeah, Especially yeah. people who have been through that physical journey because it means they're disciplined. And mm. we had an instant connection. It doesn't mean I wasn't nervous, but it was fun, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it is interesting the, uh, and watching you do those kind of things. With The Rock, it was funny because you started calling him also and, mm. and that kind of stuff. And d Had he not been spoken to like that in a while? Like he nah. hadn't been around Islanders <laughs> nah. for that long, and, like, for, for, for so long, and then you, but, you start hitting him with this NRL lingo. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, and I got a lot of Islander mates, yeah. and um, I just went, what's up, us? And he straight away connected because <laughs> those guys, you got to remember, man, those guys, a lot of those guys, those big those big Hollywood guys, and a lot of a lot of the guys, especially I, I rate him as the footy guys, come from nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue collar people. Yeah. And I stand by this. The, pe the the best players in the NRL, the best people, mm. are the top are the guys at the top. Yeah. Your Cameron Smiths, your Thurston's, Billy Slater, 
Joey, these guys would give time for anyone. Yeah. It's the middle guys you can't get to. Yeah. The guys yeah. that have played 10, 20 games and a couple of NRL games who think they're king shit. <laughs> the guys who have played their whole career at the top yeah. are the most approachable, and that's like Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. you meet Hemsworth and, and, and Will Ferrell yeah. and The Rock, they'll give you an hour, Matt yeah. Damon. Yeah. Then you, I'm interviewing a guy in Korea, South Korea, I won't say, a couple of years ago, I'm interviewing a guy in South Korea, had no idea who he was. Yeah. I was over there to, to interview... Um, Scarlett Johansson. Mm. He was on part of the junket. Bro, the guy was king shit. Mm. I had no idea. I still got no idea who he was. <laughs> and I had to interview him for 20 minutes, and it was like trying, it was pulling teeth. <laughs> and, he's, and he's gone. I mean, he was in Game of Thrones or something, <laughs> but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me when you talk to me. Yeah, and meanwhile, I walk out and I'm talking to Scar- Scarlett Johansson for an hour. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's, and that's similar to NRL. The, mm. the guys at the top in anything. Top floor of the Ivy. They're not floor. talking to you. Bro, and it's like, it's like Channel 9 or Channel, uh, Channel 10. Yeah. The guys at the top, man. Yeah. Boris and that, like you guys, you guys that have just, they know. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're my kind of people. Yeah. They've been through hell themselves. They've been up and down and they're just relatable. And that's that's like any business. You know the guys at the top, the guy in the t-shirt, they're relatable. But they're not, you're, they're not often, there's not often someone just having a yarn to them either. Nah. Yeah. Nah, they, nah. So they kind of respond well to that. Yeah. And just, Aussie, man. If you, yeah, when yeah. you're Aussie, you disarm them straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially when you, I love how we speak the same language, mm-hmm. but they've got no idea what, what we're fucking saying. Yeah, yeah. We, it almost feels like you're talking too fast. It, it feels like you're a robot. <laughs> and yeah. then even when you slow it down, you, you sound like you got something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. So by the end of it, I'll just give him a hug and nod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Shot <Uso>. <laughs> <laughs> Um Could you do action? You reckon? Is, is that something you've ever thought yeah. about? Uh, I mean, I know you're busy now, but you've got the you've got the same kind of trajectory, I guess. Yeah. You could say, oh, I mean, the I, Rock and, and Arnie. <laughs> no, and no, no. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like showing another side of myself, to yeah. be honest. That's why I took this role of race, the Amazing Race. First and foremost, the casting of the Amazing Race speaks speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And people go, "Oh, you're hugging people too much um, in the race, and you know you're too emotional." And I said, "Bro, you got to understand. We got people from Western Sydney. We got a Muslim mother and daughter. We got the nuns. We got the Africans. We've got the Vietnamese." They're not representing them themselves. Mm. They're representing their people, yeah. their color, their background, their race, their religion. So, when, yeah. so bro, when they're, they're, when they're stuck in the middle of the desert and they come over the hill on a camel and they've been away from their family for six weeks and they get to the mat, I'm going to give them a hug. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, you got to remember I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. I haven't seen my missus for six weeks as well. So I've got plenty, plenty of love to share. And, and when I saw when I see these moments of these guys coming through, a lot of the people, we kept them in isolation for nearly two weeks with no phone before the race started. Yeah. So they were broken when we got them. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, if, if people are going to be like pissed jury off. duty. Yeah, I was just, mate, I'm going to hug them. I'll probably yeah. hug you blokes in about five minutes. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get a photo afterwards. Yeah, of course, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you, you really felt it. It was real the whole way through. Osher said, like, we interviewed Osher, he says it's it's – it feels like he's feel, he's feeling it at those ceremonies and all that kind of shit in the bachelor. It's I mean, on, bro. Yeah, I, I get emotional later in the race when we see some heavy shit happen. Mm. Um, it's tough, man, because you 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 see yourself in those people, mm. especially the the mother and daughter, Rora and Amani from Western Sydney. Man, I've got a lot of Muslim friends, uh, a lot of Lebo friends, Middle Eastern friends. Just to, their bio mm. about the, the the hardships that they've experienced, and just they're resilient, bro. Mm. They're resilient. They're tough. And although I'm not allowed to hug them, I just could, I'm always feeling them, man. Yeah. I could just relate. Joey and Viv, the Vietnamese, um, I call them Vietnamese midgets, but you know they say midget anymore. Um, they're tiny. Mm. And they've been through hell their whole upbringing. Mm. And they are dead set chances of winning the race. Yeah, you're right. And the backpack's bigger than them. And we're in the jungle. We've come out of the mountains. We're running through Africa. There's lions. And they, you know, get to the mat first. Like stuff like that, bro. Yeah, for sure. That really means a lot to me. Now, now as an ex footballer, 
Are you going to be able to um, refrain from giving hot tips out? Oh, hot tips. What do you mean? Is it a sports bet on the amazing oh, race? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, do you want to know the winner? Yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm going to wait for the odds to blow right out. My old man's ready to pounce. He's got 80 grand in town in my daughter's name, and he's going to load up. Always, always happens with those uh, those dating shows. There's always a, yeah. a friend of a cousin of someone who works at yeah. somewhere, kind of loads yeah. up. Bo yeah. Ryan's um, old flame's brother, they just put on uh, 800 grand on the uh, And I've just transferred 800 to them. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. Well, mate, thanks for joining us. Um, it's been a great yarn. Thanks, Great boys. catch up. Yeah, let's go hug each other. Yeah. Do you got an aircon in here? What the fuck's Yeah. Going? We actually didn't turn it on. Oh, it's, it, <laughs> it's silent. Aircon. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, man. All thanks, right. Mate.